That's gonna be your thing. I deem that unworthy. <laughs> I didn't get that hair. It is for my mustache. You know how to make that so that doesn't happen? <laughs> yeah. How? You know a trick? You just shave off that fucking mustache. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> You've been wanting to say that every episode. <laughs> we haven't even started drinking yet today. <laughs> there we go. Yes, Andy Vargo and I will do anything for attention. <laughs> yes, we will. sunshine how are you well any morning that i wake up to seeing you straight out of bed is a good morning how are you we're good we're rocking the bedhead today and i was thinking about all of the people that watch us our fans and friends and i wanted to make sure that they get the full sherry and andy experience uh, like and subscribe and follow us so they don't miss anything yeah, and you know what else would be so super awesome for us and for your other friends out there be if if people would share it so that everyone else has a chance to experience this in all its glory and that or whichever side you're on. Oh yay, recording in progress. Got it. Scrutiny. Scrutiny. French version of our show. Scrutiny. Welcome. Welcome to Scrutiny, huh? My hair was fine, and then I messed with it. Now it's messed up. Yeah, I was wondering what you did to it. You want to do with my hair? <laughs> and he's going to make fun of me now. Um, let's see here. I'm just waiting for this to pop up on the, on the page so I can share it. Yeah. Because sharing is caring. It is. Okay. Are you high energy today, Sherry? I just got up from a nap, so. Oh, so you are refreshed and ready to go. I'm still a little uh, foggy, but. Are you grumpy when you wake up at all? Um, I, it depends. If I wake up in the afternoon, sometimes like if I don't have like the the chance to kind of bounce back. For me, it's more, I think if I, I don't know, if I wake up on my own and it depends on how soon somebody talks to me after I wake up. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, if you wake up kind of on your own and you can just kind of ease into settling back into the day. Uh -huh. But like Dave will do stuff and like, just like, come like, look at me. Oh God, he looks at you. And then stand there and then I'm like, what are you staring at? <laughs> just give me some time. Give when I come time. out of the bedroom on my own volition. Right. Then, I, then it's safe. 
Yeah. You don't wake a sleeping bear. All right. Disturb the hibernation. Welcome to Scrutiny with Sherry and Andy. I'm Sherry Hardman. This is my good friend. Andy Vargo. Hey, and we are here to, to talk about all things with our own special brand of scrutiny. How are things going for you today? Excellent. I, uh, oh, excuse me. I'm bored already. Uh, no, I, um, I've had a good day. It was productive. I, I had a slow start this morning. I really was just, as you know, from, you know, for those of you that don't know, Sherry and I chit chat all the time. And I was messaging this morning going, I am not moving fast. I need to get going and start my day. Uh, so I had a slow start, but I also kind of just allowed myself to take some time to rest because I don't have anything on my calendar in the next few days where I have some downtime. So I try to just be okay with that when it comes along. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so there was that, but then once I actually got to the coffee shop and really got in the zone, I, I, I just got through a lot of work and I'm working on a program. I had to get emailed off to somebody and follow up on a couple things. And so uh, as soon as I got in the zone, I really had a really productive day. Good. Which reminds me, I need to go over uh, uh, um, odd-odder dates just to make sure we're good. Okay. Maybe we can do that uh, not on the show. No, I guess. I mean, after we're done. Uh, well, good. So, you got anything exciting coming up? Well, I'm sure um, lots exciting coming up. But I do have lots of exciting stuff coming up. So, I have um, just two things. So, April 28th, it, it was just two weeks away, but that is uh, kind of, I got a couple things starting. So, I have a, the Queerly Funny Show at Nate Jackson's that night. Oh, cool. Oh, let me write that down. So, I'm going to come. Yeah, that's that. going to be a fun show. I, I should have it in front of me. I can't remember if it starts at 7 or 7.30. You know, when you're on a show, you just block out the evening. So then you're like less aware. Right. Of like, oh, it's, I just block out my night from about 6 o'clock on anytime I'm on a show. So it, then I feel kind of bad not knowing when the show is. I'm just like, well, I'm going to be there an hour early. So mm-hmm. but so I have that that night. Uh, earlier in the day, though, I'm starting a six-week workshop that I'm doing with some middle schoolers about change to get them ready for high school so that's going to be day one of that and so that's cool program today so yeah I'm excited I you know I have my book uh, own your awkward life changes which I happen to have right here next to me um, which is a system to kind of walk you through mastering change and I'm going to tailor that to the young folks and um, I'm not you know I'm not going to give them the book and go through the book the book is really all the references in there are adult life changes and things like that. However, a lot of the tools and strategies I can take from the book and relate them to, you know, where they're at in their stage. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Excited about Hopefully that. you won't stand there and drone on and on for over three hours. Like, uh, no, I will not do that. I heard that that was a fun day for you today. Do you want to share about your day? Oh, we just, we had a guest speaker that just, was the guest that would not leave, would not pause, would not uh, just literally talked for over three hours. Wow. And it was really like sensorily just the same voice droning at the same for that long. By the end of the day, I was like literally in my head going, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck oh, up, no. shut the fuck up. No, that's, and you know, yeah, so, um, 
it's interesting you mentioned that because I had a, a gig earlier in the year that was two hours and I, I did my best to involve the audience and not have it just be me monologuing for two hours because even an hour is a long time to hear the same person go on. But I, after that gig, I really have made uh, a lot of investment in my time to really study how to be as interactive as possible because I, I was interactive. I tried to make it as interactive, but I found that there were some some holes in my skill set and what I wanted from it. And so uh, that's one of the things I'm really excited about this workshop I'm doing with the kiddos is that uh, I've got some new interactive things I'm going to be doing, uh, partially to make sure people are getting up and moving and not just sitting still the whole time. Yeah, my, I, I, my, just even talking about it or thinking about it right now, I'm still <laughs> pissed off and my nerves are still like, oh no, uh, on edge about it. So yeah, that was un unpleasant. I'm sure he's a perfectly fine human being, but <laughs> I thought lots of bad things about him while I was at work. So, but I have a show tonight. Uh, awesome. Where's your show tonight? At Waterland Arcade in Des Moines. I guess. Oh, fun. Not well, far away. It's, yeah, I guess it's like a little comedy contest, and I'm uh, doing a set there, not in the contest, but there. Okay. So that'll Very be fun. Cool. And then uh, next week, uh, I don't have a poster for this or anything now that I think about it, but I'm supposed to have a gig Tuesday night in Snohomish. Okay. So that's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, and then uh, later on this month, I do. I have a Zoom show, which I haven't done one in a while, and then another uh, disabled list show. Okay. So, you can, yeah. yeah, you're staying busy. Got some interesting little thingies coming up, so that's cool. That is very cool. So, Sherry, what you know, you had a couple of things to talk about today, and I have a lot of learning to do about some of these things you're talking about. So I may just learn a lot today. I may have a little thing to bring up later. We'll see how uh, how it goes. But I'm open to, I have questions for you, so. Okay. Well, first I want to talk a little bit about my trip to Vegas. Yes, please. There was, there was a couple things that happened that I thought were noteworthy to talk about. Okay. Um, the first night that I got there, I did uh, the Roland... Rick's Rollin' Smoke Barbecue Show, okay. which is always a fun show. And it was actually really fun. You know, sometimes you just have the right combination of people. Yeah. And there were people that were there that were from Port Orchard. Oh, wow. So that was kind of like a little coincidence. And so um, it, was it was really like a good time. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I ran into a lot of my old uh, cab drivers while I'm there. Oh, sure. Which is nice to have your own cab driver because the one that we had when when I went with you, yeah. he doesn't have a handicapped cab anymore. They gave him just a regular cab now. Um, but luckily, I ran into a couple that I'd had before. And so now I have them in my phone. Oh, good. Which I did before. But like I, when you have six of them in there, you don't remember who was who. Which is but weird. I've made yeah. a note now. And now I know who was who for the future because I'm going back in June. Uh, but so it's always nice to kind of have someone to chat with, even if it's just a cab driver. Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday was the day that I went to get a massage. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. 
So I had an appointment in, in for a massage, but also while it's in the spa area. Okay. And, and was so that the you, hotel you were staying at? Yeah, at uh, where was I staying? Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Yeah. yeah. And so you were to go in and change into a robe, and then you can walk around and use the. You go sit in a waiting room, and when they call you for your massage, you go, and then you can use the different spa areas but number one the robe they gave me didn't fit me they said it was a 7x which is bullshit you know oh we've got one we've got one big enough it's 7x as i had said i don't think you're gonna have a robe big enough for me now to me i had brought my own like swimming suit because i wasn't sure like is this like a naked spa where everybody well it was yeah. a naked spa where everybody walks around naked but the you know anyway so you i went into a room they had private dressing rooms but since my scooter wasn't in there she's like you can just like change in here in the locker room which is where everybody's lockers were and that's fine you know i was not happy but i was gonna do it then i realized okay i can get it around the top of me but my stomach's like hanging out and it's like i'd rather almost walk around naked than walk around in a robe that's too small you know right what I mean? yeah uh, and so that made me feel uncomfortable and the girl kept saying uh are you sure you need to be in this the whole time like she said it like three times and i was finding it offensive like yeah no, I'm faking it, you know, and I, I think the point that she was asking me that was because the small dressing rooms, it couldn't fit in there. So that's why she was having me just go in the big locker room to yeah. change. And then she was like, well, let me go ask somebody, you know, and it was just and then if I wanted to go into the tubs, I had to go over to one of those. Um, not elevators what do you like it's like an elevator but it's just oh, like a lift kind of thing a lift and you had to go well you have to go find somebody first to get a key so that they can open it and they can send you up in a lift and it was like oh my god it's like people just don't understand how to always be for lack of a better term a burden to someone what that feels like that you have to ask someone for every little thing that you need and um sometimes you know to well, always was, feel like a pain in the ass well and i was kind of looking at it from a different perspective of what a burden to you that like you sign up for this thing and then you have to go track the people down instead of them just saying oh you're here someone's going to be with you to make sure you know to take you through the service and have the key with them or they run and get it really quick because maybe they didn't you know and easily have... there could have been a ramp put in there yeah. but there wasn't so hmm. um so uh, it just didn't feel relaxing now if she would have yeah. just taken me straight to a massage room mm -hmm. and i could have gotten my massage and left that would have been actually fine i would have felt uh, i feel kind of like i'm missing out of the spa because i did want to do that too but i would have at least gotten my massage but it was like they just kept putting me in areas and making me feel uncomfortable hmm. and i just like then i all i wanted to do was get out of there 
Yeah. I like, I was like bound and determined. Like I could feel that feeling of like, oh, I'm getting upset. Like, I don't, I'm not going to cry. Like, I'm just going to state this clearly and don't cry. I think don't cry. And then, so I, you know, so I just went and I said, I'm just going to leave. This isn't working for me. The robe doesn't fit the this and the that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then she said, well, I said, if you have to charge me for this, because I didn't uh, go ahead. And so she went and talked to somebody. They're like, no, we're, we'll, we'll take the charges off at least. Um, which is kind of stupid that I'm thinking I'm willing to pay for that kind of treatment. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that is, that is unfortunate. Know, that's well, so I, I'm really bummed more than anything that I didn't get my damn massage. Yeah. You know, one thing that I think is, um, is kind of a key thing you said there is that you said, this isn't working for me. And I think a lot of times, and you continue to say why, but I think a lot of times, we feel like we have to explain why something isn't working for us and we shouldn't have to just saying, you know what, this doesn't meet my needs. This doesn't work for me. However we want to phrase that we don't have to justify why. Um, right. But I also think that people need to know, like, yeah, and that's true. And if you choose to share it, about people like me. Yeah. And that's an educational moment for you to give them. That's nice of you to do that. And, and if you choose to, I think that's a really good service for the world to hear. Oh, so the next time someone comes in, maybe they can treat them better, be a little more aware, be like, right. oh, you know what? I this I had someone leave last time and I felt bad about it. So this time I'm gonna get ahead of of those things that I could see possibly right. thing. And you know, but well, and often it's like one young girl who's never been around someone in a, a wheelchair or a scooter that really can ruin it for a whole business. Is there is there a conversation or a question that they could have asked you at the beginning that would have made it come from a better place to be more helpful? What can we do to make this work for you or comfortable for you? Hmm. That would have been uh, all it would have taken. Yeah. Or if they, I don't know. Yeah. They could have just asked me. A couple of questions. If they would ask me a couple of questions to figure out exactly what I was feeling, so that they could fix that, they could. Yeah. They could have easily done that, because I was thinking that while I was there, like, why don't you just ask me? You know, I don't know. I I just I get tired of having to handhold people through everything. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times, maybe not in this case, this didn't happen, but sometimes there's people who are trying to be helpful but they're making their own assumptions of where you need help or where you might want help or what could make it better and overlooking what you really would like to see happen in the moment and so it makes it worse or it it doesn't actually help because it's like well I don't need you to hold the door that way or I don't need this like these are things I do all the time by myself but you know if you could open the gate that's locked that's closing that's blocking the ramp that would sure yeah. be helpful you know whatever it right, is right 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 so anyway, so I I, to, I made myself feel better because I went back to my room mm -hmm. and I sat there for a while and I saw while I was in there that there was also a hair salon. And I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. well, no matter how fat you are, you could still get your hair cut, right? You know, <laughs> and I need, had needed a bang trim and hadn't been able to go to my, uh, what do you your call guy. him? My guy. Your stylist. Yeah, thank you. And so I called and made a haircut appointment. You wouldn't know it by looking at me right now, but 
I did just get up from a nap. So anyway, I went and got a haircut in a fancy salon and she was super nice and she did a really good job. And so I, I felt like I got pampered. Good. And uh, and then when I got my um, survey from Caesars yesterday, mm-hmm. I made sure to tell them what had happened in the spa. That's good. Well, and it's oh. um, I think it's really critical too that you didn't just mope the rest of the night away or go, you know, drink and put all your money in slot machines. It's like, you know what? This was the plan today was to get pampered. I'm still going to get pampered and I can do it in other ways. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it turned out to be okay, but I guess I really just wanted to bring it up because uh, people just, they don't know, they don't think, and I just wish they would. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just an education. I'm tired of educating people all the time, but I guess that's the way it has to be. So then what happened the next day? I went to an open mic. I went and saw Todd Royce. Oh, yeah. You said you were going to his friends down at Wise Guys. And then I went to an open mic after that. So I just rode my scooter over there. And Uh I guess, well, I know it wasn't really in the best neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the fun thing about being down there was being able to, like I I met up with uh, someone that I've been friends with on the computer that never had met um met up with jubal a couple times down there and you know that's that's, it's really been a blessing and then uh jackie pearl and tom bomb came out and saw me so you know and i saw jubal and it was like people that i have interacted with Mm -hmm. that are friends really that i hadn't don't really that don't live here yeah it's it's so nice we have the we have a real opportunity now to meet people from all over the world and when we can then you know meet them in person but we already have a little insight into them we already have some witty banter back and forth or whatever the connection is because it's always from you know different reasons with different people but then when you actually can meet them in person it just it's so fulfilling it's really not awkward at all it's kind of so so that so that was fun and I went to see the dirty at 12 30 and uh I also went the next night and saw Beatles Love again I know that's probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen it but I think it was the best time out of all the times I've seen it I don't know I just something about it the whole first half I just had goosebumps it's just so good so so good so well did you see the news about Barry Manilow um well i saw that he was sick oh okay that's what it was they said it was a cold okay okay. so if you're so i had tickets for barry metal didn't go because it was i know i went but it was canceled we were all sitting in our seats they said on the news that they canceled it 15 minutes no they canceled it it was like maybe 654 and it was a seven o'clock show yeah. It was not 15 minutes. And if you have a cold, don't you know that a little bit sooner than yeah. five or even 15 minutes before a show? I mean, like, yeah. and oh. even if it is 15 minutes before the show, people are already in there sitting down. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. most people are going to be there at least half an hour early, I would think. So that was a, a disappointment. Luckily, I've already seen 
Barry Manilow in concert several times. So I didn't feel like, oh, if he dies now, I'm, ne I'm never going to get my chance. <laughs> Well, that's kind of, you know, like I'm getting older. My my heroes are getting older. It's kind of like a literal bucket list to go see somebody before they kick the bucket, you know? Yeah. Or before I do. So like the race between both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it was a good trip. It was actually a good trip. Uh, I spent all my money. And then uh, the last hour before I left the casino, I won it back. So. That is awesome. So that was great. That's good. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, because uh, you know, I you know, you know, I have a thing for Johnny Depp. Yes, and yeah, I and asked so, you about this yesterday because right. I saw a little thing about Johnny Depp in the news, and I didn't know anything about this, so I still don't know anything about it other than that there's a there's a court case going on. Right. Well, you know, they're they're they've been going back and forth for years. Oh, okay. They have so, some kind of a very tumultuous relationship. And this is an ex of his? Yeah, his ex-wife, Amber Heard. So, okay. so for a long time, it was uh, pretty much thought that uh, Johnny Depp was a wife beater. Mm. Kind of like would get drunk and would hit his wife. And okay. this is kind of where my Johnny Depp joke came yeah. from. But then, then it would be like, no, actually, she's the one that's been hitting him. Because, like, some video came out or something. Oh. And apparently in the past, she's had relationships with women and not that that matters, but she had a, a, a relationship with a woman. And there was actually some video of her also physically abusing her in public okay. wow. and so it was kind of public knowledge that she's an abusive person it's appearing that they had just a rotten relationship and uh there was maybe some some amount of guilt on both sides sure well and that's that's one thing i was wondering as you were explaining it right now is one person's guilt doesn't necessarily make another person completely innocent. Right. Although but by all accounts, light on the whole situation. By all accounts, all of Johnny Depp's other exes have said, no, he's been great, oh. never violent. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then it makes you want, I think it's just a toxic combination. Yeah. It's just a toxic combination. And then they got divorced, and then it was like, uh, I guess she said, so this right now is a defamation trial because uh, he's suing her for things that she said about him that weren't true. Okay. So now they're kind of, that's, so that's what's going on is that they're kind of, and I think she filed against him as well. So it's like, oh yeah, they countered. He a lot said, of she counter. said, uh, what's going on? And their therapist got up there and um, so that's what's going on right now with those two. And it's like, I think at some point they just need to leave each other the alone. Yeah. Kind of like the the Tiger King, like, why don't you guys just go about your own direction and get away from each other? Because right, right. Like you clearly haven't gotten over the situation, not that you're hung up on each other still, but it's gonna be better for everybody the faster they all move on and stop talking about her and right. Right, right. And I mean, it's got to, you know, 
say we're um, if you were to imagine that say maybe he was not the abusive one and she totally was to have the whole world think you're a wife beater when you're actually the one that's getting hit right i'm sure yeah. that i did a number like on his business you know his business i'm not saying that's the case right well but, you know there's that amount to it like that's affecting your business and you're being able to get roles yeah, and stuff like that and also your um your personal life of you know people not even trusting you or not even be able to get into a relationship with someone you might really be interested in yeah you might otherwise have a really good connection with mm -hmm. so, so yeah so that, i i don't know I, those two need to get their shit together and just move on and well, it's kind of like that thing, you know, where, you know, I, not to, I hate to quote Dr. Phil or get into that whole thing because there's just a lot of that going on around there. But it's kind of the whole thing of you can be right all day long or whatever. Like, like at some point, you just got to move on because it, it does no good to prove you're right. I mean, other than obviously if there's defamation, then it probably is warrant being sued. But like you're saying, they just need to move. Yeah. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? So yeah, yeah that's exactly. Yeah. So, so there's that. So you yeah. know, uh, when they get that all straightened out, then Johnny can move in here, and we'll all be happy. Yeah, so, well, and this is kind of like the uh, like I just I I a lot of times on my phone I just click on the Google. And then it just gives, you know, autofills like all the things you're like, oh, something's going on with that person. Something's right, going on with this right. person. And I just saw that Johnny Depp Amber case and I clicked on it enough to see like case starting today, this versus this. And like you could look like you could even watch it live. Like there was a lot. Yeah. And their uh, their therapist got up and talked today, I guess, and said that okay. there it was abusive on both sides or something like that. So interesting. So, oh, well, let's hope they get their shit together. Uh, then the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I just started watching it last night, was Lizzo's Big Girls. Okay, and what is this? Is this a reality show? It is. Okay. And I, I, I follow Lizzo on TikTok. And, and I learned about Lizzo when you had the burrito eating incident, um, that she's a singer, rapper, star. What burrito eating incident? You had put on Facebook that you watched her eat a burrito for two minutes on TikTok, and that's how your life was going. So then I had to Google who Lizzo was. Oh, yeah. And I love Lizzo. I adore Lizzo. And I would watch her eating a burrito for 10 minutes. But um, <laughs> so I watched this kind of coming, unfolding as she was auditioning, you know, asking on TikTok, like, are you a big girl? Are you a dancer? Like, send me your videos and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. And so I knew that was happening. And then I heard someone just mention something about this the other day. And then uh, I just stumbled on it last night. I'm like, oh, this is like a show. So yeah. I was so, so excited. Hold up. Did, did you send her a video? <laughs> I don't dance, but I do comedy. No, I did not. Or you could do some 360s in your scooter and like <laughs> put some waltz music to it. Maybe you could get some attention out okay. of it. You know? um, might not be too late. Yeah. And I remember after that Google incident, when I did look her up, I actually liked several of her songs. I just didn't know that's who that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, she's cool. And so... Uh, and I'm that way with so much music. That's not anything about anyone in particular that's just yes i know um 
So, so she's auditioning her? these uh, women to be on go on tour with her as her dancers. Oh, and cool. they're called big girls. That's what she calls her dancers. Okay. And so there's 13 of them, and she can only take 10. Okay. And I think then, I'm not sure if the 10 then gets uh, filtered down more, but so that's where we are. I just only watched the first two episodes, I think. <laughs> and it's great to watch some big women get out there and dance and do splits and jump in the air and shake the booty. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, it's a very positive thing. It is. And Lizzo gets a lot of shit on social media all the time. So you got to be really strong to put up with that. And I've seen her on days where mm -hmm. she wasn't feeling so strong. And uh, I appreciate her being vulnerable publicly. So yeah, I was, we were just talking about something a little bit ago about um, I was down at Otter and uh, talking with a couple people and something came up about social media and comments and just about how ruthless people are. And it's like, these are people you're talking to that have feelings, mm -hmm. family and insecurities that they maybe are masking or might not be obvious because they're doing everything they can to, you know, make a living and, and entertain people. And you're just being ruthless and mean because of your own insecurities or validation that you need. Right, right. It's, it's sad to see, but uh, hopefully people don't give it any any thought. Or any space to the negativity. I know. Well, so I, I looked at your uh, TikTok page today to see if you were, and you're, you're just still grinding away, but when in the hell are they going to notice you? Oh, that's how it always is, right? I did, I have made several and I almost made one this morning and I had an idea for one. And it's like tucked away. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow morning or tonight. But um, yeah, you know, that's just kind of how it is. You just plug them out there and at some point it's like, oh, and one thing that I did, and I actually wanted to talk to you about this later when we do our strategy planning session for life and liberty and the pursuit of uh, entertainment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything. But I, um, I'm starting to create kind of a map of all of my social media accounts and then the types of content that I create so that I can be more purposeful in which pieces of content go to which platforms. Right. Because there are some things that I only put on certain platforms because it's the right audience for it, not out of right. like hiding anything, but it's like you're going to annoy a certain audience if they're there for something and you're putting goofy TikTok videos on LinkedIn, for example. Um, but there are things that I am probably missing out on that I could put on platforms that I just kind of forget or don't think about. And there's some things that I'm probably putting on some platforms that maybe are cluttering up the message on that platform. So one of my goals for this next week is to really um, kind of do what people sometimes do with a social media calendar, only instead of it being the calendar of when I'm going to post, it's what's going to get posted to where. Right. And so there's things where I'm like, well, reels, I generate reels on TikTok. So every reel I generate gets created on TikTok. Well, maybe I share them all to Facebook, funny or inspirational, or whatever. But maybe I only share the inspirational ones to my Instagram or something. I don't know yet. I'm still right. yeah. deciding what that's going to be. But um, I get that. It's like when I first started, we first started doing scrutiny, I was sharing it everywhere mm -hmm. and I just took way too long. And so I just now yeah. I've just got it where we do our live on Facebook and I don't do any more on Facebook than the live. 
Right. And then I, I put it on YouTube and I put it on a podcast. And if I can get it to fit, I put it on Instagram and that's it. I don't yeah. put it on more than one Facebook page and more than one, YouTube, you know, yeah, too much work and it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. And, and the thing is we need, you need to let people follow you where they are listening. Like if they're going to listen to a podcast on a podcast service, that's where they'll find it and follow it there. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch it on YouTube order. That's where they're going to watch their videos. So um, it doesn't need to be everywhere. And just the advertisement, and the marketing of letting people know it's there, then that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's a tricky, it's game. And, and to your question about when are they going to get found? I don't know, you know, all y'all out there, go follow my TikTok. It's own your awkward. Uh-huh. It was simple. And uh, I have 35 followers. Now I need to do another celebration video because every time I get a couple followers, I'm like, hey, and it's kind of ironic and funny right now because people do these celebrations. Like, thank you for 10,000 followers. And I'm like, I think the first one I did was 30. I'm like, yes, 30 followers. Thank you. Um, and now I'm up to 35. So I need to do another one. But um, but I, I honestly do appreciate every single. Right. Well, you know what stops me from doing TikTok is mm. that whenever I think of good stuff, I look like shit and I don't want to patch myself up. So I just like, oh, forget it. There's <laughs> that, that, that. I've had that where um, I have an idea, but like my place is messy. I'm like, well, shoot, I got to clean house before I can record the video because right. it's a video that's going to show everything. Or, <laughs> or like you're saying, like I'm wearing the wrong clothes. Like I'm not wearing, like I'll be out on the town. I'm like, well, I, I want to record this video, but I'm not wearing my own your awkward shirt. And I want that advertised in it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm being a little bit better about just being like, you know what? I can do some that are not in uniform or where I, my hair's messed up or whatever. But that does, I do run into that same thing where it's like, damn obstacles. I did some advertising for our next Odd Otter show today. I heard that and I saw some of it pop up on my feed after I opened Good. it. Good, I'm excited to have Luke Severide there. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun show, yeah. Yeah, that, that show is, that's, that's turned out to be just a great great show you know it's a fun room it's not the biggest room in the world but uh the audiences have a good time every time yeah oh definitely yeah we get a we get good feedback from those shows so so i um i have been doing a lot of soul searching like i always seem to do where it's kind of like okay um I'm in this place with business where I'm, I've got some cool things coming up that I'm really excited about. And I'm really having to kind of like with the, the, with the media stuff where I'm, I'm really trying to be purposeful in where I'm putting my attention. And also that the, the gigs or the leads that I follow up on are the areas that I want to pursue. So like, um, I'm working on redoing my website right now and I'm, I'm having to make sure, well, all the messaging that I put on there needs to not just be about, oh, it's a cool, fun thought, but does it lead someone to think about why they would hire me as a coach or bring me in as a speaker? Uh, and, and then that goes into, because when you have businesses like we have, it just gets into every piece of your life, personal and professional mm-hmm. overlap. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, where am I spending my time? And then what activities should I ramp up and what activity should I ramp down? And I have a lot of things I'm involved in that um, 
I've noticed take a lot of time, but aren't necessarily contributing to my business. And, and I don't think that that's always a bad thing because you don't want your whole life to just be about that, but I need to make sure that it's at the right balance so that I'm not giving more to promote other things and other people's things or organizations that is to the point where I don't even have time to build my own business. So I got to figure all that. I got to figure myself. Oh. Are you trying to tell me something? No. That you're not going to be there Monday on the 25th because you're tired of my comedy at Odd Otter? What's Monday? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'll be there. No, that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm just talking about in general, because even sometimes, um, like, I, I am ADD enough that if I get a project in front of me, I will just drop everything and focus on it and make it happen. And uh, like today, for example, I had a list of things and I had to force myself to not explore a couple things I was looking into doing that I had kind of put on the plate for, oh, I could work on this if I get time. Well, the way my mind works, I say, oh, well, I'm saying that now, I'll just, I'm on the computer, I'll look this up and look into it. I'm like, well, no, I, today I was supposed to get X, Y, and Z done. And so I'm not going to you know, make a flyer for somebody else until I get these things done. Even though I'm volunteering time somewhere else, uh -huh. happy to do that, but it can't be, well, I didn't get my stuff done, but I feel like I got stuff done because I did, I created something. Right, right. Really a distraction from following up on a lead or finalizing a quote or getting a program written up that I need to send over to some people that I'm going to do a workshop for. So mm -hmm. I talked to, you know, uh, I had my session with Miles yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing coaching with Miles Weber. And it, uh, what we talked about was kind of the same thing about how, uh, the way I just am not organized enough that and I thought what what we came up with is that maybe I will make myself a schedule like on Mondays or like Sundays is the day that I uh, contact bookers and Monday mm -hmm. is the day that I concentrate on writing and Tuesday, you know, yeah, like that, because I, I kind of do spend maybe too much time working on promoting and not enough time on like writing and asking for work. And so if I just make certain days designated for that, yeah, I'd be more likely. So, you know, it's tough managing time. Yeah, one of the things I have practiced doing, cause I, I've, I've tried to look at what are the things that I, that are natural for me to do without having to schedule it. And, and one of them is kind of advertising marketing, TikTok y kind of stuff, like anything that is kind of creating content. Mm -hmm. um, that is, for me, it's a lot of fun. It's like instead of doing video games, that's what I do. Right. Um, so, because it comes natural, then those are things I am less inclined to need to schedule. However, you know, following up on leads or reaching out on cold calls or creating an actual marketing campaign that's going to get emailed out with, say, a newsletter. And those are things that I'm like, okay, well, I need to schedule this. And I know that I will migrate to do these other things that are more fulfilling for me. And I'll just fill in the blanks with those. Mm -hmm. But that's, but I think having a schedule like that is a, is a great way to do it because it forces you to touch base on everything. And like, 
one of the things I practice doing is, um, and I, I need to get a little better at this too, is um, like for me looking at the full week, because I have a hard time really do, sticking to a schedule like that. So for me, I look at, well, did I do something for marketing this week? Did I do something for writing? Did I do something? And, and with writing, like I try to schedule three to four days of writing. Now that might not always be Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. It tends to work out to be the same days, but if I can just say, okay, well, I did check these boxes this week and did I create some content? Um, then it gives me the flexibility within the week to figure out each week. I can look ahead and go, well, I'm not gonna have time to do this this day or this day. So it has to be Wednesday this week. Next week, it might have to be Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. but I, instead of saying, well, I was supposed to write on Monday, but then I had this event. Well, now I just didn't write. Right. So, but it's different for everybody. You've got to fit it in. Depends on your, yeah, your day schedule. Because pretty much every day I have that window of time between work and any shows I might have to do. Yeah in the afternoon that I usually like to nap in, but I could actually do some work. <laughs> right. But, but nap, resting and, and recharging. It is well. important, especially when you're old and you got to do shows at night. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you don't want to burn out. Cause you know, I, all I have to do is think about being tired and young. <laughs> and you can tell <laughs> that we are definitely not um, psychopaths. So that's good to know. That is a good thing. Every time I see you yawn, I fake a yawn just so I don't get accused of being a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, that is that is true. I think uh, all of this stuff, whatever you're doing in life, it's always a work in progress and you just got to develop a system and then refine the system. And when you find yourself getting away from it, see what needs to be tweaked. There we go. So, all right. Fine. I think we're done. Sounds like we're been a fun show. Yeah. Good conversation. And hello to our viewers. Yes. Thank you, everybody. You. Comments and stuff. You guys are awesome. See you. Steve and Hammond, always faithful. Yes. Dad, Debbie, so good to see you guys. And yes. um, all right. Well, I will see you later. All right, I'll see ya. Oh, we need a little catch thing to say at the end. Uh, don't forget to see us again. We'll see you later. Uh, this is our, our life under scrutiny. Um, I don't know. We'll come up with a catchphrase for the yeah. end. Huh. And if you have ideas, send them our way. All right, bye. Bye-bye.